It's time for the Sunbird Sound Off. Our coaches will fill you in on everything that you need to know about Fresno Pacific Athletics. And Fresno Pacific jumps out in front here early. That ball hit deep into left. That one's going to go home run for the Sunbirds. That shot from beyond the arc, and that one's good. The three-pointer for Fresno Pacific. And the Sunbirds are headed to the Pac-West Tournament. This is the Sunbird Sound Off, sponsored by Haydock Real Estate Incorporated in partnership with Keller Williams Fresno. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Sunbird Sound Off. Director of Athletics Communications, Jordan Harrod, sitting in with head men's basketball coach, CJ Haydock. Coach, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jordan. Caffeinated and ready to go. Coach, the last time we talked, your team had just knocked off a really strong Azusa Pacific team, 94-84, to here at the Special Events Center. You guys, a week later, go down to their place. They take the rematch, your first loss to a Division II opponent. Walk me through that game and your takeaways from it. Yeah, uh, they curb stomped us a little bit. And, uh, you know, it was a rough weekend for us um, leading into that game. We lost Sean Neal and Lino to a season-ending injury, and he's kind of the heart and soul of our team. He's our—he's maybe our most popular teammate, as tough as they come, as overcome injuries. And we just never really got our mojo back. And then we ran into a hot shooting Azusa team that flexed us on both sides of the ball. And so um, it was a good opportunity for us to lean back in, to recommit ourselves to the foundations of our program, to uh, you know self-examine our mental toughness. Um, I felt like we let it get away from us and we kept letting it get away from us. And we never um, had the emotional intelligence or maturity to reclaim it. And so um, it was a good opportunity for us to learn and grow. You don't want to learn and grow that way, but it provided the lessons our team needed moving forward. Yeah, that was on Tuesday. Fast forward to Saturday. You guys bounce back in a nice way. You guys come out with another 87-75 victory over Academy of Art. Fourth time you've beaten them this season. Uh, you got standout performances from Garrett Cook, Nate Kendricks, Adrian Antunes. Cook goes for 18. We talked to him after the game. Kendricks, another strong night with 17 points and three boards. Uh, Adrian goes for 14 points and four dimes. Talk about what you saw from your team against the Urban Knights. Yeah, uh, you know, we talked before the game about it was our opportunity to display our mental toughness, that we felt like we had multiple opportunities to respond to Azusa on that Tuesday night, and we let those lapse for whatever reason, whether it was a lack of fundamentals, whether it was forcing a little bit, not making an easy play, whether it was defensive grit. And I was really pleased with our energy when the ball went up on Friday night um, or Saturday night. Uh, from the jump, we were engaged. We were locked in. We made the right play. We were great on defense. We really rebounded it. Um, and, you know, uh, we hit adversity a couple times. At one point, I think we had five guys in the first half with two fouls. We were way deep into the bench. Uh, those guys performed very, very well. Um, we looked like a veteran team. It's hard to beat a good team four times. Academy Arts is a good team. They got talent. They're well coached. And um, for us to have that performance on the heels of our first loss in Division II uh, was big time for our team. It was a huge sign of maturity and emotional intelligence and, and mental toughness. And uh, I think that's what we were most impressed with um, from our team. Yeah, and I think one of the smartest players in the league in Josh Hill, he continues 
to put up big numbers. Another guy for you, Amande Coleman, had a stellar week for you guys once again. 19 points and five boards against Azusa, 25 and another five on Saturday. Uh, he's in first place in the conference leaderboard in scoring. Uh, the reigning PacWest Player of the Week once again for the second time this season. Talk about Amande and how how you make those other pieces fit in around Amande. Yeah. You know, I think um, Amande the last couple of weeks has done a really, really good job of letting the game come to him. You know, we've had a lot of conversations with him in terms of, hey, we got sometimes you got to let some other guys go a little bit because he's such a focal point for other teams. Um, by no means is he an unknown commodity anymore. Um, he's just a privilege every day. Uh, he's a yes or no sir kind of guy. Uh, he's deeply invested in our success and his personal success. He's got an incredible standard of self. And, you know, I think for us, we're tremendously motivated. He's been player of the week before. Uh, and I think everybody in our program and himself included want to see him achieve at a higher level. We want to see him honored for what he does. And to do that, we got to keep it rolling. We got to keep winning at a high level because he deserves to be a regional player, all, uh, all region player. He believes deserves to be an all American. He deserves to be in a player of the year conversation. And so, um, He's doing his part. It's our job as coaches to make sure our team does does their part as well. Yeah, and as an outsider, I'm here to tell you guys, nobody spends more time in the gym when they don't have to be than Amande Coleman. Coach, uh, right down the stretch here, you guys have a couple of games against Dominican this weekend. Uh, you're very much in the mix for an automatic bid from the PacWest Conference into the regional. Tell me what you're looking to see out of your team this week. Yeah, I mean, Dominican is a new challenge for us. Um, they are sharp on offense. They execute. They play at a tremendous pace in the half court where they cut hard and they flex you. Uh, they execute really well. Um, they've got two guards that really flex you off the bounce that you've got to be really, really sharp defensively, and they've got good pieces around them. And so, uh, you know, a new challenge for us. I think our guys are excited to play against somebody else. Um, and, you know, the new challenge of playing a couple games consecutively again against a new team. And so, uh, you know, we're going to have to take it to another le level defensively. We're going to have to be sharper in our execution and our and our fundamentals um, and then and then continue to score at the rate we've been scoring. Um, and so we're just – we're excited. Um, we like where we're at. We like where our team's at, but we also understand uh, the thinness of the margin of what it takes to sustain our current momentum. Coach, the last time we talked to you, you gave your Sunbird spotlight to uh, our administrative staff here at FPU, specifically our athletic director, Aaron Henderson. Tell me who gets the spotlight from C.J. Haydock once again this week. I think our event staff, uh, we've condensed here, uh, all of us, our athletic communication staff, Brian Hitman, uh, sports med, compliance, academics. I'm sure I forgot somebody. Uh, but just the amount of things that are transpiring in our department right now, the amount of contests, we're condensing <laughs> 15 sports seasons into a 12-week period. And uh, it's great for our student-athletes. It's great for our community. It's lifted everybody's mental and emotional health. But uh, just like our teams are empty at this time of year, I think all of our staff is empty. And uh, I think that common pur purpose we're working towards, um, the inspiration our community and our student athletes get out of it is worthwhile. But we've just been rock stars about that. And I'm just really appreciative to all our, all our uh, support staff. He is CJ Haydock. Coach, thanks for being on the show. Good luck against the Penguins this weekend. And we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Hello, I'm Cynthia Haydock, broker associate with Keller Williams Realty Fresno. And I'm Joe Haydock, realtor at Keller Williams Fresno. Have you ever noticed how real estate shows on TV focus on high-priced homes and drama? Those shows are fun to watch, but when you're selling your home or buying a home, in the real world, you do not need drama. 
What you need instead is a real estate team that minimizes your stress and maximizes your results. We are professionals who understand how real estate works. We protect your interests. And we treat people with respect and care because, well, that's the right thing to do. I'm Cynthia Haydock, license number 01358518. Call us at 559-392-5283 or email us at joehaydock at kw.com. And I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. We're the Haydock team, real estate for real people. Assistant Director of Athletics Communications, Christian Bond, sitting down with head women's soccer coach, Rob Podine. Coach, how are you? How have you been? Good, good. Uh, it's been, uh, been a fast season. It feels like we're playing it in fast forward mode. It, it certainly does, especially with everything going on here around FPU. Uh, the last time we had a chance to talk was right before the Westmont game. And it was kind of, you know, if you blinked, you missed it because the, the, the game-winning goal happened just 28 seconds into it. Uh, talk about that game and that goal. Uh, it was something we actually had worked on um, uh, the day before in training. Uh, we worked on framing the box where players were supposed to be and um, having our center forward uh, basically make the near post run to kind of pull the goalkeeper to the near post and draw the center back. Um, if uh, obviously if the center forward is there, then she looks to put the ball in. If, uh, if she doesn't, she kind of lets it go. And uh, when she lets it go, then the back door should be open and the goal should be wide open. And that's pretty much what happened. And uh, Alexis was coming in from the attacking mid position on the weak side. And um, ball came across. Uh, Kenzie did the job of making that near post run, drew the goalkeeper in the center back. And it was a wide open goal and Alexis was there to kind of put it in. Certainly a, a strong, quick showing from your team against Westmont. Then on February 11th, you, you got back into pod play against Dominican. Uh, the Penguins took that game by a narrow 1-0 margin despite being outshot 14-7. to Was it just one of those games where you got everything you wanted and the goal just never came, or, or what happened? No, I, I don't think – I think it was one of those things we just – we didn't play our game. Um, Dominican is um, a well-organized team, and, and they have their way of playing. Um, and we just, um, you know, they, they kind of threw a little bit of a, uh, a spin in, in how they were playing against us. And uh, I just don't think our players, um, uh, you know, came in to, to play their best game in that game. Uh, in spite of that, we still had uh, several chances where we should have scored. Uh, we still had um, three or four quality chances to score, uh, where it was literally us and the goalkeeper. I believe we even hit the crossbar one time. Uh, it's just unfortunate that, um, you know, we, we didn't play our best and we still gave ourselves a chance to win, uh, but it was just one of, those, one of those days we just didn't win it. The next chance came for your team on February 16th. Uh, you hosted Academy of Art. Mm -hmm. uh, Fresno Pacific picked up a 2 nothing win over the Urban Knights. Both of the goals came from Naeli Laura within the first eight minutes of the match, and that led to Laura being named the PacWest NorCal Pod Player of the Week. Your thoughts on that match and specifically how Laura performed and, and the honor that she, she earned that week? Yeah, Nayeli uh, did uh, uh, very well. She's a hard worker, um, you know, a freshman. So uh, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, her performance uh, for four years uh, for us. And, uh, you know, it was uh, one of those things where we, we uh, after the Dominican game, uh, you know, we talked about, uh, how we had to be prepared that, uh, you know, we, uh, we need to play our best every game because every game is going to be a one or two goal game. Um, and so uh, if you don't play your best, then your opponent can win. And 
we kind of felt like that was what happened with Dominican. So we wanted to make sure against Academy of Art because Academy, I think, looks at us as their main rival. So we wanted to make sure we were prepared for that game. Uh, so we went in and, and we had a, you know, we had a fast start. We, we talked about trying to score in the first 15 minutes. Uh, and we scored, uh, I think, um, two minutes into the game, two and a half minutes into the game. And then we scored again seven minutes, 30 seconds into the game. And um, both by Nayeli. And so before we, uh, before we even got to the 15-minute mark, we had a 2-0 lead. Um, we dominated most of the game start to finish. Uh, and created several chances. It's just uh, it was good to get those two early goals. Uh, you know, the team had been kind of in a pattern of not scoring till late, which uh, was stressing me a bit, other than Westmont. Uh, so in this case, it was nice to kind of get off to a fast start and, and uh, just kind of focus on our game. The most recent contest for your team was against Holy Names last Monday night. Uh, it was an unreal night. Six to one was the final score in favor of the Sunbirds. Your team took more than 30 shots. Uh, talk to us about that match. That we, we had been focusing about uh, finishing, creating chances. I think we had been looking uh, in, the, in the games uh, before that, we had been looking for the perfect opportunity to score, in which case we were passing up other opportunities to score. So we, we talked about sometimes quantity equals quality. And, uh, you know, the girls all all spring have been talking about, hey, we're going to try and get 60, 70% of our shots on goal. And um, in the past, we had been, you know, 45 to 55% somewhere in there. So I told them, I said, look, I said, here's the thing. I said, if we take 10 shots, we get six on, on goal and only one goes in. Uh, I said, what's better, that or if we take 25 shots, we get 12 on goal and two or three go in. You know, I said, so sometimes by taking more shots, uh, the, the sheer volume kind of shakes your opponent. And so leading into the game against, uh, started with Academy of Art, but then it kind of progressed into Holy Names, we really focused on, on that volume concept, trying to get as many chances at goal as possible, uh, not passing up opportunities to shoot, because uh, we felt like that sent a message. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, is that the more chances you get, the more confident you become. And I think the game kind of showed that. We, we started playing some very good soccer, especially in the second half, and things started to click, and we started, um, we started really connecting and, and creating more chances. And then, you know, at the end of the game, we had taken 30 shots. The funny thing is, 21 of those were on goal out of the 30, and six went in. And so, uh, you know, it, it just kind of showed you that sometimes the quantity will give you the quality you're looking for uh, and not to pass up opportunities. And so it was, uh, it was fun. I think, um, yeah, I told the players, I think it's some of the best soccer I've seen Fresno Pacific play in the six years I've been here. Plenty of standout performances from that game. Mackenzie Mad Madrone, uh, it was her first goal at home. It was her first hat trick. Uh, Tori DeLeon also for scored her first and second goals of the season. So... Plenty of great things happening there. Uh, Coach, talk to us about what you'd like to see out of your team as the season kind of winds down and comes to a close. You've got a couple games left on the schedule, and, and what would you like to see from your group? Well, I, I want to kind of continue that momentum. Uh, this morning we worked on uh, just uh, getting better pressure, being better organized defensively, uh, and, and how a good defense will create a strong offense. And so we, we were focusing on that. Uh, I want to see us be uh, a lot more uh, 
uh, urgent in our play. Um, continuing that kind of trend, uh, I want to see us playing faster and certainly looking to uh, take, uh, take more shots and create more chances. So that's going to be kind of the, the, the focus the next two games and, and really kind of painting that picture, um, building that confidence for us uh, leading into the fall. Coach, finally, I'll ask you for your Sunbird Spotlight. Who's someone that's been doing something uh, extremely well in your world that you'd like to give some credit to? Wow. Um, you know, we've, it's always, uh, this is always a difficult thing because it's uh, such a great group. But, um, you know, we've got a young lady that transferred in from um, a school in Kansas, uh, Kiara. She's been in goal. She's been the only goalkeeper. Great work ethic, working very hard. Uh, and she's let in two goals in five games or six games, two goals in six games. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been, you know, it's, it's been uh, an, an interesting uh, ride because, uh, you know, I hadn't really seen her in person as far as playing, just seen some video. Uh, you know, she came in and um, we already had three returning goalkeepers when she committed to come in. Um, and so uh, with everything with the, with the virus and with the pandemic and stuff, uh, she turned out to be the only goalkeeper here this spring. And so she's playing every, every minute of every game and she's taking full advantage of it. And she's really stepped up. She's gained the confidence of the players and, um, you know, she's fit very well in with the team and she's, uh, she's a leader just like you want a goalkeeper to be. Excellent stuff, Coach. Thank you for stopping by and we'll be cheering for you in the weeks to come. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello everyone, I'm Joe Haydock, Realtor at Keller Williams Fresno. My license number is 02013076. I'm Cynthia Haydock, Broker Associate. My license number is 01358518. We've built our business on the foundation of three core values, and the third of those core values is joyful service. We always seek to provide value to our clients by serving their needs, and we perform our service with joy. Joy is contagious, and we want to infect the world with it. We get a kick out of delivering maximum results to our clients with minimum stress. I think that's why we get so much positive feedback from those we serve. That feedback is nice, but our real success is in a job well done. If you're looking for realtors who will effectively serve your needs with joy, we're happy to help. Call us at 559-392-5283 or email us at joehaydock at kw.com. That's J-O-E. H-A-Y-D-O-C-K at kw.com. We look forward to serving you. The Haydock team is where you'll find real estate for real people. Sitting down with women's tennis head coach, George Rodriguez. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for asking. The last time we had a chance to talk, uh, your team was getting ready to play Fresno State and Pacific, two D1 opponents in the same weekend. Uh, tell me what you saw out of your team in those matches. Those matches, for me, looking at the team, it was a great opportunity to see what the team needed to work on. Playing Division One schools like that, um, that presents a challenge and an opportunity at the same time for me. It you know brings out the weaknesses. It really shows them to me, and it really shows what we need to work on as a team. So you know, playing back to back to great schools, D1 schools like that, was a great opportunity. And and the resiliency I see from the team is fantastic it, it's you know I wouldn't be playing d1 schools if I knew they weren't resilient and, and they're up for that challenge they're, re, they're a resilient team they, they they want that opportunity they step up to that challenge and it's a great opportunity to see the growth and what we need to work on the following weekend FPU played Academy of Art in their first conference match of the year 
The Sunbirds picked up a 5-2 win over the Urban Knights. Coach, congrats on your on your first collegiate win. Talk about that day, what it meant for you, and, and what you saw to your team that day. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that was a great day. Um, I think it was back to what we were just talking about, playing, you know, two Division One school teams back-to-back. And, you know, seeing that level of tennis and then going to Academy of Art and, you know, they were a tough team. But we were used to that, like I said, that resiliency from the team. And um, that really helped us with, with that match. You know, taking the doubles was fantastic. Our first doubles win as, as a team. I, and that catapulted us into the singles and some close singles matches. And, you know, having that opportunity to play see that tougher opponent and being used to that tough opponent really helped our singles matches, you know, pull it through on that 5-2 victory. You mentioned the doubles match from Maria Barodi and Leah Valentin. Uh, talk about what you saw uh, from them that kind of helped them uh, take that, that doubles match. It, it was something that, you know, when they got, you know, closer to that win, it was something that I keep, you know, pushing them to be, be more aggressive, take more chances, and not back away from that challenge. You know, when, when we're close to winning a match like that is, is, is closing that match. You know, that's what we try to, I try to teach and try to instill on my players is, and is keep pushing yourselves to close that match, being aggressive and not, you know, lay back on it. And uh, keep being offensive and not defensive. So what I saw from them is then, them, you know, taking the net from, from their opponents, uh, really taking it to them, you know, being aggressive at the net and, and, and winning the net, you know, and that's the name of the game for doubles is, you know, taking advantage and the opportunity at the net. So that's what I saw from both Maria and Leia, and, you know, that was really nice to, to watch. Barodi and Valentin uh, were joined by Sané Brule uh, in picking up singles victories as well. Talk about what the trio did uh, during those matches to, to walk away with, with match wins. Yeah, Salea Valentin did fantastic. You know, she had a close first set. And um, we talked about, you know, getting to that second set and really stepping up that level and not letting her opponent back in the match. And she did exactly that. She raised her game and really put, her, you know, her opponent away in that second set, which was great to watch her do that. And that's something that we've been working on together to, you know, um, once you get that first set to really step up that second set, step up your game, you know, really start moving that ball more, taking more chances, being more aggressive, you know, keeping that baseline and, you know, dictating those points. And she did just that. I mean, she played a, a great match, you know, really smart. Um, Sana did too. That's something we've been working with Sana um, a lot this year is, you know, she's been a, a defensive player in the past and we've been working to really make her more offensive, you know, st staying on that baseline and trying to dictate a little bit more and not playing so defensively. And back again, you know, when we play those D1 schools, that's what's really helped, and they've seen that. They, they know what they need to do now, you know. It's, uh, so it's been fantastic to, to watch her grow as a player. And, what you know, what I tell my team, and I think that's been helping us a lot is, you know, and the, I'm used to when I came in seeing one-dimensional players and I wanted to turn our team into multi-dimensional players, uh, players that know how to win more than just in one aspect of the game. Um, when they're losing, to, you know, when their game's not working, you know, what else can they do? So really creating that multi-dimensional player is something we've been working on this whole time at practice and throughout the year. And it's something that's starting to pay off now. I'm starting to see when they play these matches at, at conference. And um, it's been fantastic to see. 
you mentioned the the tough competition you faced early in the season. The very next day after that 5-2 win over Academy of Art, uh, your team took on Cal Poly. Uh, talk about that day. What was that like? Again, more more strong competition for the Sunbirds. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was a, a, a great opportunity as well, a, a, an opportunity for growth. Um, I felt that the team, you know, on Saturday's win, we came off a nice high. And then on Sunday, we were a little flat, you know, um, that I wanted to see them. So, and Cal Poly was definitely the best school we've seen so far in, in depth from number one all the way down to six. Um, we had some opportunities in doubles um, and singles. We had a couple uh, ladies on the team that really held their own, which was really nice to see. But overall, definitely, it was uh, we came out a little flat um, on our feet, and um, we, like I said, we 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 learned from it, and the team saw that. And moving forward, it's something that we have, you know, uh, in our conscience up up front that we know what we need to do. Coming up this weekend, the team plays Dominican back to some league action. Uh, talk about the challenges that Dominican presents for your team and what you like to see your team do against Dominican. Yeah, definitely. Dominican, you know, I know they're getting better every year. And, you know, I think the challenges are, you know, at this level is anything could happen, you know, and, and especially we, we want to come out strong, getting that doubles point immediately. Um, that definitely helps us out mentally and um, and hitting into our singles. Um, but I just want to see the girls honestly just being out there and, and just playing their game. You know, everything that we've worked on this whole year is doing it, you know, against Dominican. Like I said before, it's cre uh, creating that multidimensional player. I want to see that uh, on Saturday from them. I want to see them get out of their comfort zone and start, you know, playing a little bit more aggressive, taking more chances. Uh, and um, I think it's going to be a great opportunity against them to do that. So, Coach, I'll ask you for your Sunbird spotlight and let you get out of here. Who's someone in, in your world that's been doing something incredibly well that you'd like to, to give some credit to here? I think uh, this week I definitely have to give it to uh, Mr. Dale Scully here. Um, he's been fantastic. Uh, I mean, he's stopped at the office to see how things are going really cares about the program. Um, you know, we talk a lot about different aspects of, of tennis and life, and it's just nice to, to have that connection with him and him, you know, walking by in, on campus and stopping and, and just talking. He's been really, you know, caring for the team and really interested, and, and I think he deserves my spotlight this week. Sun, the Sunbirds take on Dominican this weekend. Coach will be cheering for you, and uh, thank you for stopping by. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Hey, everyone, this is Eric Bentley, voice of the Sunbirds. Primetime Events brings the comfort of home toileting to any special event. Let Primetime Events take care of those important bathroom details so you can enjoy your event knowing that your guests are well taken care of. Their trailers are fully equipped with on-demand hot water, eight full sink vanities with mirrors and interior cam lighting. Add this to your next event to enforce the importance of hand washing. For more information on Primetime Events and their services, email info at primetimeeventsllc.com or call them at 559-495-5555. Once again, that phone number, 559-495-5555. Sitting down with women's volleyball head coach Shasta Milholland. Coach, how are you today? Doing well. Doing well. We just finished practice. Had a good session. Very good. Very good. The last time we had a chance to talk, your team was getting ready to play two matches against Pacific Union. Uh, the Sunbirds swept both of those matches. Uh, what were your thoughts from that day? 
It was a good day. It was a really good day. I know super early in the season, um, so we weren't totally sure what to expect. We had to come off of a loss against Life Pacific, um, first match in a really long time, over a year. Uh, kind of knew the things that we wanted to work on. Our biggest focus going into the Pacific Union match without having film or anything, which is kind of a weird time right now with that, was we knew they were going to be well coached. We knew they were going to be scrappy and um, have really good ball control, and they did. Um, but that's all we really knew. So we knew that we needed to uh, work on playing Fresno Pacific Volleyball, getting in our groove, um, and just continue to uh, work off the rest that we obtained over this whole pandemic, this whole situation. You mentioned the whole pandemic. Talk about what it felt like to play a game in your own gym after so much time oh away. Goodness. It was so great. Um, it was weird without the fans, but I think we made up for it with our cheering, and it didn't feel like it. We talked about that after the game. It felt like we had um, – a lot more fans than were there. Of course, we miss having them, but um, just we're so happy to be in the gym. It's kind of weird, too. Right now, normally we switch sides, but with COVID, we're staying on our side. So we get to stay on our home side, which is what we call the skyline side. And it's like our favorite side, you know, so it, it's been it's been kind of cool. It's really neat to be at home and felt good um, to to be back. And even with you guys at the games, the people who are allowed to be there to, to work and stuff. Uh, we felt the love, and it was a, a really cool experience. So it was really fun. Let's talk about both of those games from that day. In game one, Corinna Costa had 15 kills. Uh, Katie Spees had 17 assists and eight kills on top of that. And McKenna Ogus finished with 10 aces. Uh, what did you see out of that group and the rest of the team? All right. So I'd just like to point out that all three of those girls are sophomores. So just everyone just needs to, to make a note of that. Uh, they're studs. Uh, Corinne um, had kind of come out of her shell. She didn't have the best night coming into this match against uh, Life Pacific. And so she doesn't like to have any, you know, two mistakes in a row ever or, you know, a, a showing that she doesn't love and then follow it up with like a, a blast. So we knew that was kind of coming, but um, 15 kills is, is legit. And I, I think, you know, for those those that are listening, if you hadn't watched the game, it was in pretty dominant fashion as well. Um, so that was pretty fun to see. Um, Katie dished out 17 assists, which was awesome. Um, and had eight kills. And again, I've said this before, but having to hit and set in those two roles, it's two completely different positions that you're playing in the same game. It's different for like a six rotation hitter, like someone like Coco. That's normal. That's a lot more normal in our sport. But um, you literally, for in Katie's situation, are playing two completely different positions in the same game. And to be that, you know, to excel, I mean, two more kills and she would have had a double-double on that. Um, it's pretty impressive. And so she did a great job. Um, and ran the floor really well and just really did a nice job. Uh, McKenna with, you know, McKenna's a, um, is a middle for us. And so for her to go back to the service line and have 10 aces, it's hard to get 10 aces in an entire, you know, season sometimes. Um, and she did it all in one, um, one, you know, set or match, excuse me. And so that was really fun to see. And, um, yeah, so the th they just did a really nice job. And then the rest of the team just did their jobs and played our Fresno Pacific Volleyball and um, kept things really steady. So we're really proud of that that first um, game. Game two, a lot of the same things. Acosta led the way again with 14 kills. Uh, Ogus added 11 kills of her own. Again, what did you see, see in game two in that day? Yeah, so in that second match, um, it's kind of a, a thing in volleyball where anytime – it, whether it's in just the first set or second set or you blow you blow up a team and you have like a really good game and um, and you get a hold of a team and they you hold them to a low score uh, whether it be the in within a match or within you know back-to-back -back matches um, it's hard to do it twice and we did it six sets in a row three you know two matches so 
um, three sets for the first match and the three sets for the second. And, you know, with a team like Pacific Union that um, they're really scrappy and they're, they're pretty savvy with their, their ball control and um, hard to read sometimes, I think, you know, and they're a really good serving team. So we, in order to keep them um, where we wanted them and to, you know, kind of win in the fashion that we wanted to win, that's really hard to do. So in order to do that, uh, we had to be locked in and focused. For Coco to have 15 kills the first match and then again 14 in the second, again, really difficult to have that kind of a performance twice. And then McKenna kind of wanted her share of the uh, of the offense, and so she went in and, and battled. And that was a big focus for us in that second match was getting McKenna going. Um, and so that was really nice to see. And um, I think we're just going to keep seeing that as um, as the season progresses. But overall, just thoughts on that match. The entire team worked hard together. Our bench was cheering the whole time. Everybody contributed. And I feel like it's so tough to do two back-to-back dominant wins like that. And we did do that. And that was a really big deal. And um, so shout out to our team for how hard they worked. Let's talk about last Wednesday. The team took on St. Catherine on the road. It was a tight battle. The set scores were super close in all all sets, uh, but the Firebirds got the better of the Sunbirds. Uh, Your thoughts from that game? So we got to get out of our own way. We have to stop playing ourselves and our opponents um, at these matches in order to kind of give ourselves a shot. So the biggest stat I would say from that game, and we've been, our poor team has been over and over it. We missed 10 serves and we lost the match by 11 points. So had we not done that, we would have given ourself, uh, ourselves a, a lot better chance, you know, to uh, be in that match. Um, that match is a bummer. It's a great, great team we played against. Um, St. Catherine's doing great. I think they're on track to win the Calpac. So I think that we need to look at that, much like Life Pacific is on track to win the GSAC right now. So two, you know, two really great teams that um, we just got, got the better of us. And um, with St. Catherine, we made some other errors outside of our, um, of course, serving errors, the 10 serving errors that some of them were great errors. They're on on track to us kind of working off the rust like I talked about and doing some of the things that we need to do um, to be successful and kind of getting over the hump that we're in and this whole pandemic and not having played and all that kind of stuff. So those are the errors that you need to account for in a match. You can't have 10 missed serves and then expect to win against a team like St. Catherine. So, um, you know, I we were bummed about that, but we're the opponent. It was a great match, I think. For those that maybe didn't tune in or weren't able to watch, um, there were just stretches of moments of just pure, just genius um, on our side of the court. It's just we didn't give ourselves a chance um, air-wise, and so that's a big thing that we've been um, been working on. But shout out to St. Catherine; they just went and they. I think they've they're undefeated for the last like 15 sets that they've played. So um, shout out to them as well. So nothing against them. Certainly a team that's playing pretty good volleyball right now. Later today, the Sunbirds host Simpson in a doubleheader. What types of challenges do they present for your team, and what would you like to see out of your team against Simpson today? So Simpson's another really, um, really well-coached team. Um, their coach, Mike, goes way back with our family. We've known him forever. He's also a basketball coach. Uh, really smart, really savvy. He's been recruiting his tail off, um, and they've got a really, really solid team of a bunch of players, actually, that I've coached in club over the years, um, and their siblings. So um, – they're going to be pretty physical in a couple rotations that they've got. Um, they've got a couple of, of pretty big, pretty physical hitters. Um, and then they have a mix also of, of some some nice ball control players um, in the front row offensively. Um, back row wise, as far as their defense goes um, and serve receive, they're solid. So we're going to have to serve tough. We also need to just be aware of, we talked about it today, just certain rotations, certain hitters. 
um, they can get hot. And so it's going to be, you know, kind of just maintaining our focus and, um, and just being aware of the, those areas where they could get runs. Um, again, a big thing is just, you know, not making ourselves part of, of the opponent <laughs> in tomorrow's match. And so we're really working on that and, uh, serving, serving tough, serving in, serving consistently. And then again, just being, um, aware of the hot hitters and, and the hot players that they've got on their team and they've got quite a few. So lastly, coach, I'll ask you for your sunbird spotlight, who is someone in your world that has been doing something, uh, incredibly well that you'd like to, to give some credit to. Um, I'd like to give that to, uh, Trace Fleming. He's our athletic trainer and, um, he's doing a great job. He's just been super diligent, a lot of fun, uh, probably the loudest cheer as I've ever seen at the St. Catherine match, especially like he was so into it and just has been so positive and, um, and just a joy to work with on and off the court with all all of our COVID testing stuff. He's just been amazing. So, um, shout out to Trace Fleming. Sunbirds take on Simpson in a doubleheader later today. Be sure to tune into FPU Athletics to, to, to watch the matches and see results later in the day. Coach, thanks for coming by. We'll be cheering for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. This is Danny Bellotti with Strength and Conditioning. Are you in need of some cool Fresno Pacific Sunbird gear, some new stuff to wear around campus or around town? Visit shopfpu.com for all of your favorite brands and FPU apparel. They have everything you need and maybe even some stuff you didn't know you needed. Be on the lookout for deals and new merchandise at shopfpu.com. That's shopfpu.com for all of your Fresno Pacific Sunbird gear. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Sunbird Sound Off. Want to remind everyone that you can find news from the department by visiting fpuathletics.com. We'd also like to invite you to follow along on our social media platforms. On Facebook, we can be found by searching Sunbird Athletics. We can be found on Twitter and Instagram at FPU Sunbirds. Want to give a special thank you to music coordinator Isaac Davis. He produces every song you hear on the Sunbird Sound Off. Also want to give one last thank you to our title sponsor, Haydock Real Estate Incorporated, in partnership with Keller Williams Fresno. We'll be back next Wednesday for another edition of the Sunbird Sound Off. Until then, stay safe and have a good one. Thank you.